Hello everyone and welcome to Parsha Inspiration. Because I was away last week, I didn't have a chance to give a Parsha Inspiration on Parshat Shemot. So I want to share a message with you today from Parshat Va'era, which also has relevance for Parshat Shemot. At the start of Parshat Va'era, we come across Moshe Rabbeinu after his initial attempts to redeem the Jewish people have ended in failure. Hashem gives Moshe a new message to relate to the Jewish people, but they simply don't want to hear it. So Hashem sends him to speak to Paro in order that he should release the Jewish people from slavery. Moshe is stunned. He says, if the Jewish people aren't going to listen to me, how is it that, that Paro is going to? In response to this, the Torah tells us that Hashem gives Moshe and Aaron instructions as to what to say to Paro, although it doesn't tell us any details at this point. And then the Torah does something very strange. It interrupts the narrative to tell us about the family structure of the tribes of the Jewish people. It starts with the tribes Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. And when it gets to Levi, it really zooms in. And it tells us about Moshe, and then it tells us about Aaron and his family at great length. And without saying any more about any of the other tribes, it concludes by telling us that these are the very same Moshe and Aaron that Hashem commanded to talk to Paro to bring the Jewish people out of Egypt. Then, after this interruption, the Torah recaps what it was talking about before. Hashem tells Moshe to go speak to Paro, whatever Hashem will tell him. And Moshe says, well, I'm not a good speaker. How will Paro listen to me? And then the Torah gives us greater detail as to what Hashem's instructions were to Moshe and Aaron about speaking to Paro. But what are we to make of this bizarre interruption of this partial family lineage of the Jewish people from Ruven through to Levi? So I want to share with you something based on an idea that I heard from Dr. Yonatan Grossman. If you go back to Parashat Shemot and you see how the Torah introduces Moshe, you'll see that it tells us very little about Moshe's family background. It tells us that his father was a man from Beit Levi, from the house of Levi. His mother was a Bat Levi, a daughter of Levi. Later on, it mentions his sister, but it doesn't tell us her name. And in general, what we see about the stories of Parashat Shemot is that they focus on the idea of having humanitarian compassion and standing up against evil. So, for example, we see the story of the two midwives who stand up against Paro and will not kill the Jewish babies. We see Moshe's mother who has compassion on her new baby and tries to save it from the hands of Paro. We have the daughter of Paro who has compassion on a Jewish baby and saves him in defiance of her father's decree. We have Moshe who stands up against the Egyptian who's striking a Jew. We have Moshe again, defending one Jew against another. And finally, when Moshe flees to Midian, we once again see Moshe standing up against the Midianite shepherds who are harassing the daughters of Yitro. What we see in Parshat Shemot is that Moshe grows up with a background of humanitarian compassion that's not related specifically to his nation. And in this background, he learns to become a compassionate human being. And it seems to be on this basis that Hashem chooses him to come and deliver the Jewish people from slavery. Not because he is a Jew. At this point, he isn't even recognizable as a Jew. Yitro's daughters assume that he's an Egyptian, but rather to save them as an act of humanitarian compassion. But when we get to Parashat Va'era, suddenly things shift. Hashem tells Moshe to tell the Jewish people that he remembers the covenant that he made to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, that he would give the land of Canaan to their descendants. Now Hashem is talking about bringing the Jewish people out, not just because of humanitarian compassionate reasons, but also as part of the fulfillment of the national historical covenant that Hashem made specifically to the Jewish people. Now the Jewish people aren't ready to hear this big nationalistic vision. But Moshe has to realize that his role in this mission is not merely to act as a universalist humanitarian, but he is coming in as part of the Jewish people together with his brother Aaron. And therefore, the Torah reintroduces us to Moshe and Aaron 
as central figures within the tribal leadership structure of the Jewish people. From now on, they will not be just Moshe and Aaron, the humanitarians, but Moshe and Aaron, the Jewish leaders. Knowing that they are part of a larger Jewish destiny will give them the confidence to stand before Paro and speak the words of Hashem without fear. Okay, so we've explained the technical difficulty here, but what is the message that the Torah wants us to take from this? It would seem that the message is that both of these components are part of what it means to be Jewish. Some people by nature are inspired by the universal ethical and spiritual messages that Judaism has. But they don't necessarily connect with the idea that we are a nation with a unique historical spiritual destiny in our own land. And then there are others who connect with the national side of Jewish identity, but they don't necessarily connect with the universal humanitarian compassionate concerns of the Torah. Parashat Shemot and Parashat Va'era teach us that Moshe's leadership, and indeed all Jewish leadership, needs to embrace both of those elements the universal humanitarian dimension, as well as the national historical particularistic dimension. This is the ultimate vision that Hashem has for the Jewish people. And now for today's riddle. How old was Moshe when he came to speak before Paro? And a really tough bonus question, why do you think the Torah only mentions Moshe and Aaron's age in this week's parasha and not in last week's parasha in light of today's lesson? Kids, looking forward to your answers, and I just want to wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom.